Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker, and I'm very happy to have you back with me for another podcast episode. I hope you're all keeping really well and enjoying the weather as we move more into spring. I am so excited. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I wanted to take a bit of a different approach to talking about protein and the benefits of protein. So this is going to be a two-part kind of series. So this one, part one, is going to be more aspects of protein that most people, in my opinion, don't understand or they've never heard of. And I'm starting with these first because I think these are more important than the other benefits or reasons to have protein in your diet. So before I go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So normally I get the feeling when you talk about protein to people, Protein is generally just associated with building muscle and gym rats and dieters and stuff like that. There's a, I think there's confusion or misunderstanding around protein. Now, I'm not someone that pushes high protein on my clients, but I do make sure my clients have protein and good quality protein in their diet. And some of my clients, a lot of my clients, benefit more from having higher protein in their diets for many reasons. So although everyone's metabolic needs are different, generally most people will thrive on a higher protein diet with some healthy fats included in there. And this is not to negate carbs, but the focus here is really on the protein aspect of things for people. Proteins are the building blocks of life. They're one of our three macronutrients. So we have protein, fat, and carbs. Um, but it's, it's particularly important for us to be aware of our protein intake and increase it as it needs to be increased with exercise, movement, healing as we age for sure. Because one thing we know is that as we age, we absorb less protein. Um, and generally, instead of increasing protein, I see many people decreasing protein and replace it with less nutrient food. And a lot of the times that's more carbs. So this is, I think you're going to learn a lot from this episode and I hope you enjoy it. So the first thing I want to talk about with protein is dopamine. So dopamine is one of our feel-good hormones it's responsible for motivation and drive and helping us feel good and that reward that we feel after we do a good workout dopamine is what allows you to have the confidence to believe in yourself and believe that you can do and achieve anything you want now dopamine 
is found in meats high in protein and essential amino acids, even chicken and turkey as well. They help spark healthy balances of dopamine throughout the body. So unlike, um, unlike having carbohydrates where you get an immediate huge spike of dopamine and then you get a crash, when you have animal proteins, you get a slow release of pro dopamine. This is why it's ideal to have animal meats or animal proteins in the morning for your first meal because you get that slower feel-good release of dopamine across the morning and down into the day rather than a big spike and a crash. Um, because if you do end up having carbs early in the day, you will get that dopamine and serotonin spike because they, they make us feel good carbs these are these hormones so you get a dopamine and serotonin spike and then you crash and then you're left craving these foods again to get that same hit of dopamine and serotonin as the day goes on whereas if you have animal products high in protein and essential amino acids early in the day you get a better trickle of dopamine that then has the potential to offset cravings later on in the day. Now we're going to get into like the satiety aspect and all in the next episode, but this one I really want to focus on the hormones and the neurotransmitters that people miss a lot at the time. So when you have dopamine and, and dopamine makes us feel all those beneficial feel good experiences that can help us be better equipped to make good decisions and choices and have better motivation for the day ahead. One way we set ourselves up for that kind of successful day is by having animal meats and essential amino acids in our diet. Um, so dopamine is responsible for getting you up and going and keeping you feeling good and giving you that reward feeling. And even for some people, you will get a big burst of energy from dopamine. So by incorporating protein into your days, you really are setting yourself up for success by eating to spark this, these neurotransmitters and these feel good hormones that help us on the road to success. So that's dopamine. And this is really important, especially when we come to cravings, because dopamine and serotonin are big players in cravings. So if we can get that hormone working in our favor straight out the gate, then we have higher chances of not experiencing cravings later on in the day. So protein is very important when it comes to cravings. And people may have heard this, but now you're starting to understand why. So the other neurotransmitter that is important to have working in our favor is acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is derived from choline, which is found in nuts and eggs and fish and red meat and poultry. And acetylcholine is essential for cognitive performance. We actually often see people who 
And how do I describe this? People with estrogen dominance generally have deficiencies in choline and they generally have the tendency to drag up the past. So bring up the past during arguments. That can be a sign that there's an acetylcholine there. And that's just a random side note, but I always recognize that as an acetylcholine um, deficiency. So acetylcholine is very important for cognitive performance and making sure that you have your mind just working right because your mind is a huge part in your success regardless if it's fat loss or health or building a business but whatever it is you need your mind to be on par there so making sure that we're having the acetylcholine as well is going to help you have the nutrition to achieve your goals um, also with protein not a not a lot of people know that protein improves HCL or hydrochloric acid or stomach acid. So protein actually helps boost the production of our gastric juices. But alternatively, our gastric juices are diminished or damaged or reduced or downregulated when we have too many simple carbohydrates like bread and pastries or high sugar foods. So many of my clients with acid reflux and irritable bowel syndrome and other GI issues, they generally have too little stomach acid. It's not a case of too high stomach acid. So they're not able to digest their food properly. And then the food sits undigested, causing stomach acid to flare back up, or it leaves them susceptible to infections of H. pylori, which then can lead to stomach ulcers or um, damage to the esophagus. This is all usually because of too low stomach acid. Um, and then, of course, they end up turning to Tums or antacids, which make the problem worse since the problem was not having enough stomach acid in the first place. But what we see is that when clients and people start implementing high quality animal protein into their diet, their stomach acid improves because stomach acid is improved by eating high protein diets and amino acids. So the best amino acids for gut healing are all found in high quantities in animal proteins. And there is a lot of research. If you want any studies or anything, as always, I say in all of my episodes, just reach out to me through Facebook or Instagram or my website and I'll be happy to send you stuff. Um, so by eating some protein or grass-fed beef or chicken, which sounds bizarre in your first meal, but I actually do it all the time. You, your first meal can look like whatever you want as long as it fits in the good nutritional boxes. But by starting your day off with, say, some grass-fed meat, you are basically sparking the necessary chemical processes to make sure that your brain is functioning optimally, your hormones are functioning optimally, and that you're able to absorb all these essential nutrients that you won't be absorbing if your stomach acid and digestion is not working well, like zinc and magnesium and iron is a big one for people now. People have issues with iron all the time and we do get told, well, are you eating enough red meat? and it's not just because meat contains iron it's because of it also supports assimilation and absorption 
of the minerals and the iron as well. So having protein can work on many levels that I think people are not aware of, but now hopefully you are. So back to that acetylcholine though. Acetylcholine carries brain signals among cells and activates your neurons in your muscles. So it can also be very important when we're looking at neuropathy. And I see neuropathy more and more common lately. Um, I believe I did a podcast episode on neuropathy maybe a year ago. You can go look for it. But neuropathy generally is associated with thyroid issues, uh, diabetes, insulin resistance, and nutritional deficiencies. But acetylcholine plays a significant role here. And it plays a significant role in most major bodily systems, including our heart health, our cardiovascular health, our gut digestive um, health, as I mentioned, Bladder health is really important when it comes to acetylcholine, uh, our respiratory system. So if you're having issues recovering from a certain virus and your lungs don't seem to be working at full capacity, you want to make sure you're getting good protein in your diet. I've done many posts and speak about it regularly with my clients that one of the most underlooked nutrients when it comes to having a strong immune system is protein and amino acids. And protein and the amino acids are very, very important for keeping your central nervous system wrong, support strong, um, and supporting the central nervous system, but also that parasympathetic nervous system, which is your peace and your rest and digest. So acetylcholine is responsible for all of these things. And like I mentioned, brain health, cognitive performance, uh, learning, memory, memory recall. In Alzheimer's disease, patients possess an abnormally low level acetylcholine. And that would, Alzheimer's in some fields is referred to as diabetes 3, type 3. And I mentioned that acetylcholine, it, is connected to neuropathy and neuropathy is connected to diabetes. So you can see where acetylcholine is very important. So in these Alzheimer's patients, they generally have low levels of acetylcholine or in these diabetes type three patients, they have low levels of acetylcholine. The highest and most bioavailable, meaning the most easily absorbed and utilized form of acetylcholine in the body is foods that are rich in choline, which is the precursor of acetylcholine, but they're going to be beef, chicken, fish, eggs, uh, some nuts and seeds, like I mentioned, but these are going to be your animal products. Uh, and I'm very much focused on the animal proteins because they are more bioavailable. Our body recognizes these proteins and amino acids more. It absorbs and utilizes them way more efficiently than it does plant proteins. And the research supporting what I'm saying generally focuses on the animal proteins as being where the benefits are and not the plant proteins. And some of you, I mean, meat and red meat has gotten a bad rap over the years. There was the China study. There's a lot of stuff out there. But even what I mentioned in regards to it supports stomach acid and gastric juices and healing the gastrointestinal lining, 
the idea of meat rotting in your stomach is false. Um, one doctor discovered that with normal stomach acid, patients who removed who had removed colons, and I actually do have a client who had her colon removed due to um, health issues, um, but this doctor found that with normal stomach acid, patients that had their colons removed had no meat remnants in their colostomy bags. It had all been digested and absorbed prior to getting the colon removed. Uh, not only that, but animal protein is especially better digested than plant proteins. Um, I have no issues with my client who has had part of her colon removed. She does eat a nice amount of animal proteins and products. We never see remnants in her colostomy bag. She feels great, she works great, she performs great, especially when there's good protein in her diet. So in my experience, I've found that meat and red meat and animal products can be very healing and beneficial to my clients. So the next we're going to look at, you've probably heard of carnitine. Uh, carnitine is generally found in red meat and it's important for transporting fats to use as fuel. This can be a big problem around fat loss when people don't have enough red meat or animal proteins in their diet. They can struggle to lose body fat no matter what they try because they're low in carnitine. Um, and carnitine helps with fat adaptation and getting fuel into your muscles to be burned for energy. And then we also have carnosine. So we've got carnitine and carnosine. Carnosine buffers lactic acid, which is very, very helpful for people with adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue or even people with um, candida and yeast overgrowths. They will experience lactic acid buildup a lot faster. People with adrenal dysfunction generally can get lactic acid building up in their muscles within a few minutes of just walking up the stairs or starting exercise. So carnosine helps buffer lactic acid. So when we take carnosine, say from beef, it generally gets into the bloodstream in 15 minutes and within 15 minutes and can help flush that lactic acid out of the muscles and the blood. So the benefits that we get of carnitine and carnosine, they create optimal environments and fuel for your muscle and for your heart health and for maintaining muscle as we old, as we age or get old, excuse me. So as, while we're talking about aging and getting old, let's move on to the next one, which is going to be our telomeres. So another reason we increase protein as we age, and I was just saying this to a client, that as we get older, we need more protein because we absorb less than we did when we were younger. But um, as we get older, we also can be subjected to sarcopenia. It's not definitive for everyone. It depends on your lifestyle. But sarcopenia is the loss of muscle. 
And studies have shown by adding adequate amount of lean muscle mass to your body as you age, you can counteract many of the biological aging processes and aspects even of inflammation. So inflammation within the body, um, you can lengthen your telomeres, which are the end caps on your DNA. So the end caps, these telomeres, they're basically like end caps on your shoelaces. So they keep your DNA from getting frayed or frazzled, which then would cause your cells to die. Um, and the shorter you, studies and research shows us that the shorter your telomeres are, then the shorter your lifespan or your longevity is going to be. So there's been a lot of research and lots of books even around telomeres and how you can lengthen them. But one way is with proper nutrition and exercise and having good quality protein in your diet, whereas simple sugary carbohydrates and a poor lifestyle and alcohol, these all shorten these end caps. So they shorten your telomeres and thus your lifespan. So um, protein and other nutrients can keep these telomeres intact. But not only that protein, especially red meat, has been shown to lengthen your telomeres, giving you a better quality of life and longevity as well. So um, instead of living to be older, we're getting older with more living in our lives as well. So here we have looked at aspects of protein that people that, in my opinion, they're just not aware of. We have the dopamine, we have your acetylcholine, we have your stomach acid and the gut healing aspect. We have the anti-aging and the telomeres and preventing sarcopenia, um, the neuropathy, like I mentioned, like protein is so much more than just have your protein if you want to build muscle or I need to have my protein shake after the gym, especially for women. You can see how what I was saying about dopamine and acetylcholine can be essential to keeping you focused on your fat loss or your health journey. It can help keep your mind in the right place. It can help with motivation. It can help with your ability to make good decisions and choices around your food and your lifestyle and your activity. It can help lessen the propensity for cravings later on in the day. It can improve your cognitive performance. It will improve your mental health overall. And these are aspects of protein that get overlooked. And even with the HCL and the gut healing aspects of protein, well, we know that your gut health is directly connected to your mental health. When the gut health is off, we generally see higher instances of depression and anxiety and mood swings and bipolarism. And these all, of course, will go to spiraling out of control with sugar and junk food and binge eating. So protein is doing a lot more than just helping you build muscle. 
it's essential, I believe, for women, especially we, as we get older, because we are so intricate. Yeah, protein is great and it's very important for men and it's great for their testosterone and their guts too. But for women, protein gets overlooked. And I hope that after listening to this part one and hopefully part two um, of this protein episode, you'll be more convinced to have more protein in your diet and not be so afraid of it. And to prioritize it. Now I know with the inflation and the prices of food going up and everything nowadays, it's going to be a bit more challenging for people to get protein into their diet, but there's definitely ways we can do it. And maybe I'll discuss that in a video or another episode, how to get protein in your diet on a low budget or something like that. But I hope you found this podcast episode interesting. Um, and that it encourages you to prioritize protein more. As always, if you have anyone that you think would benefit from the information in this podcast, please share with them. Sharing is caring, and we all need to be responsible for our own health at this stage. If you have not subscribed to my podcast already, please do. Please give me a like. I really appreciate it. I'm a big believer that if you do good things for others, good things will come to you. Otherwise, have a great day. Make sure you're getting lots of sunshine, getting fresh air, and of course, protein. And I'll chat to you guys later. Bye-bye.